you will be happy. Okay, cool. <laughs> but you don't know who mine is. It's like a very demanding fortune cookie. You will be happy. <laughs> In bed. Welcome to another episode of We Explain Movies. I'm Kimmy. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Courtney. And this is the podcast where three best friends explain, rate slash review, and decide whether or not to see the latest and greatest or most beloved classics of film. This means each week, two or one of us will explain a movie to the other two or one of us in its entirety. Since this is a center for spoilers, if you haven't seen this week's movie, tune out and tune back in once you have. For other spoiler timestamps, check out our Instagram and Twitter at WeExplainMovies. Here's how it's going to go. We're going to start off with what we watched this week, move into some movie-related questions, followed by the explanation, and then we're going to close out with our watchlist ads and recommendations. You're listening to We Explain Movies. This week, folks, we're doing the movie The Invisible Man. We saw it about .01 seconds before everything was closed. Yep. Yeah. So, you guys were us. the only ones in the theater, thankfully, right? Uh, no, there was like maybe seven other people in the theater. Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was back when the limit was 250 people. What are we down to now, 10? Yeah. Yeah, and AMC, did you see AMC pause the subscription? Oh, I didn't. Uh-huh. They're paused. All that money can now go towards other streaming services. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe I'll get Showtime. Maybe I'll be wild. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I'm just going to watch DCOMs. <laughs> no. Uh, but great segue, Kayleen. What did you watch this week? <laughs> what did we watch this week? I watched Baby Driver with Riley. Fun. We were a little crazy. We watched it on a Friday when uh, she had the house to herself. We watched it on a Friday at lunch like we do. Mm-hmm. And then I said, what if I just came over after work and we drank and finished it? And then we did. I love that movie. Every time that I watch it, I have a blast. And you and I had just watched clips from it. She laughed a lot. Like, I was like, oh yeah, this movie is pretty funny. Well, she does like comedy. Yeah. I also watched another funny thing, super bad, just for fun. I think it was after a show. Dakota, I think, was out. And I was like, got home late, but I wanted to like drink and stay up. So I watched super bad. Fun. And, like, eight nachos or something. Does that movie hold up? I know uh, it's not that old, but, like, some of the humor, like, humor, like, from year to year really changes. I mean, that's it's a true. lot of dick jokes. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you, you know, like. Well, I like I said, I watched it very late, and I think I started to get more tired than I thought I would, like, as the movie went on. But in the beginning, I was laughing, like, every two seconds. Mm. And I was, like, really surprised. One of the parts I was laughing at the most, and I can't remember the exact dialogue, but basically... Uh, Michael Sarah's mom comes out to the car and the two boys are in the car together about to go to school and she says something about them missing each other. Oh, like, yeah. When they go to college and he's like, miss, I don't, I don't miss. <laughs> like, it, it was this whole little back and forth where both of them were just being so awkward. Like, I'm not gonna, I don't, I'm not gonna miss him. And it was just, like, so funny. I was dying. Um, so kind of. movie paved the way for, like, a lot of those buddy-type movies. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I thought it was really cute and funny still. Yeah. But I definitely got tired and, uh, finished it the next morning. <laughs> And then the last one that I saw this week I saw with you, which was Emma, period. The costumes and everything, and really the set and production design were phenomenal. Uh, I just wanted to be watching Clueless the whole time. <laughs> Why? Is it kind of like that? It's Clueless is based on Emma. Oh, the book Emma. Oh yeah. my gosh. Which I knew nothing about the book Emma, and I haven't seen Clueless in so long that things were surprising to me. And Courtney would be like, that one's supposed to be Paul Rudd, and I was really disappointed it wasn't. <laughs> He was not Paul Rudd. I was trying to convince myself by the end that he was cute, but to be honest, and this is a totally fixable thing, so I don't feel bad saying it, if he had shaved 
he could have gone up like a whole number score <laughs> because he looked like a werewolf. He had mutton chops. He looked he looked scroungy in fancy clothes. It was very confusing. He also had like gym hair from the office, like yeah. early seasons of gym hair. And I was like, she is a vision, and you look like this. Yeah, she was fun to look at. So, and uh, her and her friend, I really liked them together. Oh yeah, me and Goth. I wanted more Bill Nye. I wanted Paul Rudd, um, and I liked Emma. That's it for me. Okay, I can go next. I watched Tangled, and it was really fun. It was, like, a nice start to the mm-hmm. theme of self-isolation, yeah. social distancing, <laughs> quarantining. I love that movie so much. It's got such good music. It's so funny. Flynn Rider is hysterical. I've only seen it once. I love Tangled. She's my favorite Disney princess. Oh. So, that was really nice. I, uh, it made me happy. That's cute. More importantly, Kimmy and I watched... And these are the only things that I've watched since oh, really? the last recording. That's yeah. fine. We watched all four Hunger Games. Yep. The <laughs> Hunger Games. <laughs> May the odds be ever in your favor. What were your opinions on how much you liked them all this time? Okay, well, I, I really love the first one. Yeah, I love the first I, two. I do. If just the way that they made it, like, the atmosphere. And, and I have to come at myself a little bit because... Before rewatching them again, I thought that they kind of lost the atmosphere of the first one in the in the following movies. Mm-hmm. But they they try to integrate it, like the soundtrack and the feel of it in mm-hmm. each one. Even though it feels like it's getting more expansive and, yeah. it, and they're getting a bigger budget, it's trying to uh, appeal to larger audiences as the movies go on. I, I still think they try to keep it within the same. Mood and as I mean, best as possible. Director changes and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like I love the first one. I love the production design, the costuming design. Mm-hmm. Like the, their acting, even I think is like great. Like yeah. the most authentic and camera choices and editing choices. Like sometimes they don't have music at all for parts, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, that it just feels like more indie than any of the other ones do. Yeah. So it, it's my favorite. I do like that they had to they had to do a lot of shaky cam and stuff too because mm-hmm. it was to like lower the rating of the movie because of how violent it is. It had to be oh. like you can't see it for too long and it, you can't actually focus on anyone being killed because yeah. it's I, I cannot believe it still has a PG thirteen rating. Yeah, you add one swear word and it'd be R, um, and that's because it's so violent and yeah. it's just so horrific what you're watching. Um, and that's the point. And I think as a a dystopian YA novel, it is just the the best of the best. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I love The Hunger Games. Yeah. I, what other dystopian YA novels besides Divergent, like, come to mind? Maze Runner. Oh, right. Which, yeah. that to me is just Divergent. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, I think the, of them. The Fifth Wave. That's, mm-hmm. oh, that was a YA novel? Oh, yeah. It was oh. a whole, it was a whole trilogy, and then they, they didn't do it because they did one, and then it was like, no. I see. <laughs> Stop. I stop this. Not a movie yet, and I fear that it will never be a movie. Oh, Chaos Walking. Chaos Walking is probably the best YA novel series that I've read. Is that one dystopian, too? It is. Okay. But, I, like, I read those books and was, like, crying as I was reading them. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> like, they're yeah. so good, and it's just so upsetting that they are not doing well production-wise. Yeah. Continuing on Hunger Games, was there anything else that needed to be said? I like... I hate Gale. I, yeah, we just hate <laughs> Gale. Uh, honestly, I liked them this time around more than I've liked them in the past. Like, the the second, third, and fourth. The movies themselves. I rewatched them, like, a year ago, probably, and I still... I still love them. I think there's so many 
wonderfully poignant parts. They it yeah. really gets you in every single movie. They have like one moment that you're just gasping at, or they have one moment that wants makes you want to cry. Mm-hmm. Going around through them all in such quick succession. We watched one a day for the past four days. Was lovely. That's mm-hmm. nice. Delightful. Yeah. I leaned over to Courtney and I was like, it's kind of funny and hilarious how much fashion is like a huge part of the series. And Courtney was like, yeah, it's geared towards young women. (laughs) Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. But I I do like that they make it an important staple of like, the capital is this way, the tributes are this way, the Mm -hmm. the districts have to be this way. Like, it just just goes to show what things are really like. Like, how people stay on top, and how the culture Mm -hmm. thrives, and how other people are lesser than. And I think Mm -hmm. it's really smartly done that way. Yeah. Especially just like, you watch how vapid and vain the society is, Mm -hmm. and all they care about is how Katniss looks versus her survival. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, The political messages in this series are, are just great great yeah, yeah. yes cool questions are okay. we there yeah questions moving on to the questions for this round questions themed from the invisible man the first question is what is a horror slash thriller movie that thrives on the good acting does that make sense? Yeah, it's it's propelled by the actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You don't so much care what you're watching. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I said that I wanted to go first because I think it might be Courtney's honorable mention. But I picked Split. Oh, no. Oh, that wasn't it? Nope. What's funny is, I'll just say it because I don't think it's Kimmy's, uh, and it's an honorable mention of mine. I really thought you were going to come for it. And same director. The Sixth Sense. Oh! Yeah. Because you love Brucey Boy. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Anyways, um, after you. I, I was, like, racking my brain. There's so many M. Night movies. Glass. <laughs> uh, the Happening. <laughs> that's the one. What um, was that thing we used to always say to each other? <laughs> what is he? He goes, what? No. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> yeah. I is that from that. The Happening? We said that to each other so much a it long time ago. It was during Comic-Con time. Yeah. What? Year. No. <laughs> it was at the same time that we used to always go, fuck my door. <laughs> I'm so sorry I asked. Um, yeah, Split. I mean, I like the movie in general, but it, I mean, if you had a crappy actor, there would be zero point in watching the movie. He has to do so many, he doesn't do all 23, as we've talked about, but he does do a lot of different personalities, and you also have to see the humanity that's behind all of the personalities, and the humanity that's behind this evil, kidnappy, like, rapey guy. Mm-hmm. And that takes a lot of, <laughs> that's a lot of work. And I think Anya does really well. I as think like so a team partner. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other girls are there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boy, were they see... sure in that film. <laughs> did you see that picture um, of how James McAvoy, like, punched a wall or something while they were shooting? And his hand, like, broke or something. His finger broke or something like what that. What the heck? But they had to keep shooting, and he puts his glasses on in one of the scenes, and you can see his Ew. fat hand, like, swollen-ass hand. I live for that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's just because it's, like, the dedication. I think, like, we talked very recently about, like, how absurd it is when it's like, punch me harder! It's like, no, I need my safety. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, when it's you, like, sure, Leo, like, slice your hand open exactly. with all that glass. <laughs> I don't care. You're not hurting yeah. anybody. Oh, he does, he does touch Kerry Washington's face. Yeah, he shouldn't, <laughs> he shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have done that. That's not consensual blood face. <laughs> no, you should stop. <laughs> Poor Carrie. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, yeah, no, that is pretty cool. It's like... Also, all the adrenaline, maybe he didn't even really think about it till the 
they yelled cut, and he's like, should I go get this checked out? And Carrie's like, please. (laughs) Yeah. Who's your favorite personality of Kevin Wendell Crumbs? I mean, it's Hedwig. Oh, is it? Yeah. I really like Barry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I like him. The, like, fashion designer one. Oh. Yeah. I just love when you watch him cross his legs and you realize you're just, you're watching a different person. Yeah. He's sassy. Yeah. I like Patricia for how scary she is. (laughs) Uh, who's the terrifying one? But the one who kidnaps Dennis. Yeah, I don't like Dennis. Yeah. Patricia is just like. I like Dennis because you see he's remorseful in a way. Yeah. I like his voice. I like Kevin. I sure like the beast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because that's when he's the most buff. (laughs) Although he climbs on those walls. I love the classic all fours run. I do too. That's what we should start doing now that it's like apocalypse. The, yeah, <laughs> just running around on all fours. Yeah. I'll probably get murdered. <laughs> Not if you murder them first. And yeah, you, you can go next. You have mine. <laughs> well, I called dibs on her. I have honorable mentions. Cool. So many of them, and it just made me like giddy thinking about how much I love horror movies because there's so many good ones. Um, so I'll keep that short, though, because I already kind of mentioned The Sixth Sense. I don't really need to go into detail about that one. Instead, I would like to draw your attention to Don't Breathe. Yeah. Yeah. With Jane Levy. Oh, yeah. that one's so, that was so scary. And yeah. I think she's just magnetic. I could watch her all day. Mm. In fact, I have on that garbage TV show that she's on now. Oh, you <laughs> have? I've watched the singing every one? <laughs> I just think The singing one? Did you watch that suburb? What was it? Suburb- I didn't. Maybe I'll watch that. Suburb. Suburgatory. Suburgatory. I wanted yeah. to say Suburbicon, but I know that's the wrong that's one. That's the Matt Damon yeah. movie. I watched a couple episodes and I remember thinking it was funny. Okay, I gotta that watch that. That was a long time ago, though. I just really enjoy that actress, and that's a scary, scary movie. I yeah. Oh my gosh, we watched that on Halloween time. It's a gross one. It's super gross, but yeah. the whole time you're just like clenching your fists <laughs> and you're scared. This is still an honorable mention? Yes. Okay, okay. No, Second. I was just curious because I know you said I hadn't seen your answer and I was You haven't. No. Second honorable mention is Silence of the Lambs. The mm. only horror film to win Best Picture, and good for them, because really strong acting from Miss mm. Foster and Senor Hopkins, and everyone else loved yeah. it. Yeah, it's a good one. My real answer is an on-the-news one. Boop! Hereditary. <laughs> okay, that's what I was, I was thinking that might be I am your mother! She is. She's all of our mothers. <laughs> I, I want her to be my mother. Yeah. But I, not in that movie. But not in that movie. <laughs> no, not in that movie. Tony Collette is just phenomenal. And I think she paved the way for, like, Florence in Midsummer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of just being, like, an Ari Aster darling that made everyone take notice of the horror genre. Totally. And Hereditary is a banging film uh, with really strong performances from everyone. There's not a bad performer in that movie. Um, I think it's the performances and the reactions that we're seeing from everybody that really get ya. Um, unless, you know, you're really not into witchcraft, Kayleen, or you're really not into nuts, Kimmy. Because <laughs> those two things don't bother me. <laughs> Instead, what bothers me is, you know, like, the faces that she makes. The fucking the neck, Tony like, string. Yeah, Tony's face in it is insane. It's like, she, she does so much with that face of hers. It conveys everything. Yeah. And then... Um, I really love Millie Shapiro. I thought she did a phenomenal job. Is that not, the child? That's the child, the daughter. And then, um, it's Alex Wolf. What is her name? Anne Dowd. Anne Dowd. Anne Dowd. Yeah. Hail Payman. I say that to Kimmy all the time. Oh, is she the old woman? She's the older woman, yeah. She's not the grandma that's dead, but she's the one. She's the one who's, like, trying to cult. be her friend. Yeah. And, like, yeah. 
Yeah. Hail Payman. I know a lot about this movie because I already, it's one that I like, we no, explain it to you. Yeah, it's the yeah. movie that incited this podcast. Yeah. It is. But it's like one of those ones that I know so much about because I know it's really good, but I don't ever want to watch it, so I just listen to a bunch of things. Yeah. The day you're ready to, to you don't ever so want to see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want See, it. that's why I get to steal the answer from you because you're never going to watch it again. I'll watch it right now. I can, <laughs> oh, I can accept and appreciate that it is a phenomenal <laughs> movie without ever wanting to watch it again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which, you know, to be honest, I probably will just... Not for a long, long time. It's yeah. so good. It is really good. Yeah. On to you, Kimmy. That was mine, but I have another one that I'll I'll make my answer. Okay. okay. But here are my two honorable mentions. Uh, Get Out and Us. Oh, yeah. 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 So, Us was definitely in my mind. I Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Like, Lupita Nyong'o is amazing in, yeah. that, in that movie. And they all yeah. have to play doubles of themselves. I love that. Yeah. The kids did a really good job. They mm-hmm. did. Yeah. They did. And what a blast that would be. But also, twice the work. Mm-hmm. That's so hard. And yeah. I noticed it the first time that I watched it, and I think it became more obvious the second time that I watched it when we watched it here. But when you at the very end, when you start to realize the traits in the Lupita Nyong'o that we're following as what we think is the protagonist. Yeah, so the tired version. Yeah, start yeah. to turn mm-hmm. and, like, be more guttural. Yeah. And you're like, <gasps> like, that's so nuanced. Like, way to go, you she know? She deserved a nom. I know. She so deserved a nom. <gasps> Good yeah. thing they danced for her at the Oscars. They mm-hmm. did. Yeah, Guys, and we got Florence dancing. Aren't you glad we got the Oscars before all this? That would have <laughs> just ruined my whole year. <laughs> um, but my real answer that I'll pick for this is A Quiet Place. Oh, oh, good. I just, I did watch that. I just watched that. <laughs> <laughs> and they, like, that. they hardly talk at all. Yeah. And John Krasinski at the end, like, that last part is so, there's so much love conveyed in that moment. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's heartbreaking. And they, they all did such a great job. All of them. Yeah. And I just, like, can't wait for the next one. Whenever. <laughs> it's supposed to come out tomorrow. I, know. <laughs> I can't go to see it. <laughs> Whenever it comes out, like, I'm there, you know? Yeah. yeah. I wonder what they're going to do with it. I know. Yeah. Oh, sad. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, question number two. So, um, I know that the Dark Universe is not a thing anymore, <laughs> um, although this movie was intended originally to be a part of that. Rest in peace, Dark Angel. Yeah. <laughs> um, the question is, what, if it was going to continue, if it was going to be a thing, what Dark Universe movie would you like to be produced next? On first. Go for it. I would really like a Frankenstein. I just love the stuff in the book. And the movies that I've seen come out from Frankenstein totally, like, disregard that. Mm -hmm. Like, totally disregard, like, the god complex and, like, abandonment that happens in the book. Mm -hmm. And just, like, I I would really like that to be discovered in a movie. Um, I know I've talked to you guys both about this in the past, but my favorite character on Penny Dreadful is the person who plays Frankenstein. And they make him a really layered, really dark tortured individual and like they just I think they need a movie for that like a misunderstood you know person who is regarded as a monster and someone who feels like they have to fulfill that in the eyes of society and they they are destroyed for it that would be a great movie (laughs) okay um I don't I don't have very strong feelings about anything with 
to do with this universe. Mm -hmm. So I'll just, like, go with one that I already know and love. I was, like, kind of leaning towards being like, ooh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. I don't know Mm. much about that, but I don't want another Shape of Water. Um, (laughs) That's kind of where my mind went, too. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, because I feel like I've seen that iconic, like, stock footage of, like, his face emerging from the Black Lagoon, and Mm -hmm. then Disney, like, grab blonde babe right away. I don't don't need that. (laughs) That's what, yeah. They just need to get those blonde babes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'll just go with what's already been kind of beaten to death anyways, but fan of the opera. Love him. Love you, Eric. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Make it again or don't. I don't care. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I just, it's it's a stock character and, like, a story that I could always be down for. Sweet Christine Daae and Mm -hmm. the troubled phantom and stupid, stupid Raoul. So, yeah. Sure. Put it in in there. Why not? Cool. Uh, Well, then I'm going to go with The Bride of Frankenstein. And I was thinking, you know, it's 2020, women are doing their thing, and I would like to see a movie that's about her and pretty much has nothing to do with Frankenstein. Maybe it's about their divorce. (laughs) (laughs) And about how she's an independent woman. I think I also want her to, I feel like usually she always looks a certain way, you know? And kind of part of the point is like this gothic sexy, like, witchy look. And I kind of want her not to be, like, hideous, but I want you to be able to see her scars and stuff from Mm. being put together. I just want it to be more about her and her emotional journey and not so much, like, look at me, I'm Frankenstein number two. If you were to pick actors to play these roles in your own sweet, dark universe, who would you choose? For, I only cast, um... Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster. Oh, so you cast both. Okay. I didn't get super in depth. Yeah. With the rest of the cast, but mm-hmm. um, for Doctor Frankenstein, I picked George McKay. Nice. Oh, that's cute. And that is, oh, I like that him like with a with like a tie. <laughs> <laughs> He's just bobbing her head and holding her neck, holding I'm her like, ooh, fake necktie. Right <laughs> yeah. He's, like, wearing a high collar. Ooh, it's sexy. <laughs> you know what, too? He's, like, kind of a little punk kid, so maybe his lab coat's, like, a little messed up. I want him to have, like, anime hair. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, like, Victorian era. Yeah, anime. Yeah, anime. Uh, <laughs> for Frankenstein's monster, I pick James McAvoy. Oh, okay. Nice. Since since she did Frankenstein, why don't you go next, Kayleen? Anyway, I pick Samara Weaving. Oh, cool. I I already like this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And I was saying to Kimmy, that's the only one I'm going to pick, but they're in the same universe, so her Frankenstein would be, end up with my bride. Mm -hmm. I just think she's really good in this genre, and that she's also a very strong female character, and she's very current and the proper age. Yeah. I'm having debates in my mind, so I'll start with least character first and then go up. So with my first Raoul, go and Ezra Miller. Make Raoul likable for me. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. I'm on board. Right? Can't you just picture, like, his smile and, and, like, that's the kind of charm you want from a Raoul. Christine Daye? Florence Pugh. Let's do it. (laughs) Wow. I I thought about taking her for this role just for funsies, but then I was like, Samara's more fitting. Yeah, Samara really works it, I'm loving it. I'm I'm, I'm already ready. Okay, yeah. Okay, I think they should bring back the Dark Universe. (laughs) I think so. Like, we'll make this happen. My phantom choice is a little interesting. Also, I'm just going full musical here because okay. <laughs> I kind of just lost steam ahead of the way. And then when I was trying to think of a phantom, I was like, who can sing? And Jake's just been on Broadway and now he was, well, he would have been in London. But then I was like, no, Courtney, you do that too often. It's always Jake Gyllenhaal. What about somebody else? So I'm thinking 
John Gallagher Jr. Ugh. Yeah, it's a good I love phantom. your whole movie. <laughs> wow. I love our whole universe. This, yeah, I love our whole universe. This is all of us, like, at a studio, like, yeah. pitch meeting. Wow. Now I'm just picturing Tom Cruise coming in the mix. <laughs> is your, and is, Russell Crowe. I'm sorry, is, is your movie now a musical again? Sure. Okay. It's yeah, the sure. it's the it's the rogue child. With I think in our I... dark universe, yours is like the period film because yeah. the mummy's present day. Yeah. Yours is the dark it's... comedy. Is it a dark? It's comedy? about a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> it oh Martin McDonough's gonna write it. Oh, <laughs> I see. And then mine is the it's like the musical episode of Buffy. <laughs> We couldn't stop her. <laughs> but what is nice, though, is that he is someone who we all know to be a very good street actor as well. Like, not with just singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Like, like he's the very only good in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Him singing is Spring Awakening. His style of singing, though, is, like, really modern and contemporary. It's just like, yeah. I'm like, make it, make it steampunk. Yes. You know? Oh, do it. <laughs> make Have it rust like more Stiefel. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I changed my mind. My dark universe oh my. is just a movie version of Spring Awakening. Oh, sick. <laughs> Lawrence can be Venla, uh, John Gallagher Jr., Moritz, and then Ezra Miller and Melchior. I mean, that works too. Let's yeah. see it. Give it. <laughs> Give it. Yeah, are you ready for predictions? Ready. All right, Courtney, what do you think The Invisible Man is about? So there's this man. Mm hmm. Can't see him. <laughs> well, that's just plain wrong. <laughs> Um, I'm really, really wondering if he somehow, like, did some devil stuff Mm. to make himself invisible. Because we do see him there. We see him, like, grabbing a cop's gun and shooting himself and all that. Shooting, the cop shooting himself. So, like, he, he, he finagled his way into the afterlife as an invisible person, it seems. Which is wild. Mm Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Moss. What's her name? Cecilia. Did not see that one coming. No, I didn't either. <laughs> I, I could have sworn they said it in the trailer, too, and it was like, Linda! But <laughs> Okay. She looks like a Linda. Or a Lucy. Okay, a so... A Lindabeth. Cecilia's partner, boyfriend, husband, his name was, like, Scott. What was it? Do you want to say It's in the trailer, yeah. Adrian. Maybe it's not in the trailer. <laughs> Adrian and Cecilia. Okay. <laughs> and he's the guy from Hill House, you said? Yeah. yeah. Luke? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't want him to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> we know how you feel. Okay. He, he, it's, yeah, he's good at playing dark characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Luke's so cute. Okay. Yeah. Does not open with him already being dead. The movie opens with their relationship and maybe her fleeing from him because he is abusive and really scary. Um, and she, she makes it out of that horrible situation and is staying with her friends. But then, lo and behold, his name's really Adrian. <laughs> I'm like, Luke... <laughs> Uh, Adrian's attorney is like, he died, and it's all your fault. Like, really shamey. Mm. Like, he's like, he killed himself, and who's to blame? You. Oh, and he also left you five million dollars, so long as <laughs> you can be deemed fit mentally. Like, you're you're not allowed to be crazy, mm-hmm. and oh no, <laughs> she's gonna be tortured by a, a ghost, mm-hmm. so, so she's gonna be deemed, um... Mentally, what, unfit or something? They said in the trailer. Yeah, basically they just say, like, if you commit a crime or you show that you're mentally unstable, then you don't get the money. Oh, commit a crime? Yeah. New. Yeah. Okay, uh, she's gonna commit some crimes. (laughs) (laughs) 
She's going to be very unstable, as would I. Mm-hmm. Everyone would be in this situation. So she is enlisting her two friends' help. Um, the who friends, are they? They were in the trailer. Do we know who they are? Were they famous actors? I didn't know them. So they're married. This is like her stable married couple friend. They even have a child. And um, so she has to go and live with them and the child. But then she's like freaking the kid out and she's freaking them out. And she she's just off her rocker. And she's talking about how, you know, there's a man and he's invisible. And he's sitting right there in that yeah. chair. And they're like, no, he's not. Anyways, he's following her around from place to place. It's very scary. The plot seems thin, but Elizabeth really brings it home because that girl can act with her face, especially. (laughs) She knows how to be a woman wronged. (laughs) Isn't that right? (laughs) Yeah. There's some typecasting going on here for sure. There is. Yeah, Yeah, terrible. (laughs) With both her and Liz. Is it rated R? It's gotta be. I think so. I think it has to be. I'm not down for anything really bad happening to her. Uh, she's going to overcome and prove that he is really there. Please don't let it be, like, by talking to an old woman and lighting a candle. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like it's gonna be, oh, you know what, maybe it's just, like, it is more realistic than we think it is, and Mm. it's other people in on this. Like, she can't actually trust her friends, She, Mm. she has no one she can lean on because... It's all a ruse. It's all fake, and he's actually paying these people to torture her. Mm. I would like, I would like to see that. Um, and she realizes that she has to be in it for herself, and everyone's out to get her. And the cops won't help. The doctors won't help. And um, she wins, obviously. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She like throws a bunch of flour on him, like uh-huh. <laughs> paranormal activity style. Yeah. You can see the outline of him. Yeah. <laughs> And she stabs him. Okay. okay. I think that's pretty good, him. honestly, based okay. on what you get in the trailer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. May I begin? Yeah, let's get into this. I really liked the opening of the movie because already I can see a sense of style. This film's got me because we're getting the opening credits and it's kind of like on the shore of some fancy-ass place that like we don't quite see yet, but it's like the shore of a house on the beach Mm -hmm. and on the shore is splashing waves and they splash over invisible letters that spell out the title of the film oh cool so they splash out the invisible man and then as they fall off of it you can no longer see the title so we come to an enormous and highly modern mansion where celia elizabeth moss she's awake she very carefully pulls her husband, partner, we're not really sure as far yeah, as the movie goes. I don't goes. think they clarify. When we looked it up, it said husband, but in the movie, I'm not sure their marital status is revealed or not. Yeah. They're together in some way. Um, she carefully pulls his arm off of her as he sleeps. Uh-oh. And she tiptoes around the house like she's getting ready for something. She picks up a glass of water from Adrian's nightstand. And she pours what's left of it in the sink. She even, like, goes, Adrian, hey, Adrian. Oh, my gosh, did she drug him? If he'll wake up, she goes over to the counter, and we glimpse a pill bottle labeled diazepam. Mm. It's revealed that Cecilia has, in fact, drugged him. Mm -hmm. Okay? She sneaks around the house. She's changing out of her sexy lingerie clothes and gathers all of her things. She even has, like, a bag that's already packed, like a getaway bag with the passport and money and oh, stuff. No. And extra clothes. 
She also takes the diazepam with her. Before she leaves the house, she points one of the many security cameras hooked up around the house at Adrian while he's sleeping in the bed. She pulls out her phone and she can keep a watch on him on her phone Mm -hmm. as she escapes. She's making her way around the house. She's got to get, I mean, it's a giant nice house. So she's got to like get through all the rooms. And uh, as she's exiting, she kind of comes across this fancy room with all this technology stuff. So it seems like Whatever he does that makes him so rich has something to do with technology. There's, like, the fancy thing that you see in the trailer that kind of looks like a bunch of cameras. Oh, my God. Like, like taking a picture. It's, like, when I saw the trailer, I was like, that's clearly going to be involved somehow in making him invisible. So he's, like, holographic or he's, like, got... Technology that makes him invisible? Something. Crazy. So we see some stuff that's a little bit, we don't know what it's about, and she's also watching him on the security cam footage. It's all in that room. Mm -hmm. She turns off all the other cameras except the one that's on him, and he's still fast asleep. However, on her way out, she kicks the dog bowl because there's a little dog that lives with them, and it makes a big-ass noise. He doesn't stir. It's fine. But the dog looks at her like, don't leave me here, but she has to. She's... Just about to make it out of the garage, and she turns to the dog, and she says, I can't leave you alone with that monster. And she starts to take the electric shock collar (gasps) off the dog, Mm -hmm. and the dog runs away. It kind of knocks her off her feet a little bit, and she bumps into the car in the garage, and all the alarms start going off. Yep. So she books it. I'm so anxious, guys. Yeah. (laughs) We were also. It's like edgy your seat stuff. Yeah. Um, she runs down the mountainside, lights come on in the house. She has to hop a whole fence? Yeah, she's, it's like a a big trek. Running down the hill, finally she makes it to an empty road in the, in the middle of the dark. She looks like she's waiting for someone to arrive, but it's, it's, you know. It's in the trailer, yeah. Mm -hmm. She gets She's kind of like on a time crunch here. She could come any minute. Far away, a car drives up and... You and I are like, bitch, you don't know that's your car? Yeah. I'm like, go hide and make sure that it's the person that you're waiting for. Yeah. It is. It's someone who she calls Emily. Okay? Mm-hmm. And Emily is this blonde girl in the car and she's like, Cecilia, I'm here. What's going on? What's the big deal? I don't... What? What is it? Why'd you call me out here in the <laughs> middle the of the night? This is the good acting you were talking about? <laughs> no, it's just that, like, she, you know, Cecilia is, like, obviously in distress. It's not a normal situation. I asked you to pick me up at, like, 3 a.m. You think yeah. it's something normal? <laughs> Emily doesn't even drive the car away until she wants, like, a full explanation as to why this is going down. Yeah. And me and Kayleen are leaning over <laughs> to each other in the theater. We're like... Could you read the room a little bit? Like, maybe drive now and explain later. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> suddenly, a fist punches through the passenger window. It's Adrian! He's here! We actually see him running down the hill, and it's like, Ugh. she probably saw him and was like, can you give me an explanation? It's like, when you see someone running at your car, you you drive away. <laughs> <laughs> um, Emily finally realizes the seriousness of the situation. <laughs> And they would like, and she's like, hey, that's my window. <laughs> they speed away and they are finally escaped, okay? Yeah. As they've escaped, though, Cecilia leaves the drug bottle behind, which Adrian finds lying on the road and he picks it up. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. It is two weeks later. Cecilia is now living with a friend. His name is James. He is. Very good looking. And Kimmy and I go, must be nice to like, oh no, I gotta I gotta stay inside with this hot guy. 
<laughs> buff as hell. Oh my gosh, self-quarantine with you. <laughs> but it's also super nice and a cop. And a so cop. Pretty convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Feel protected? Yeah, bet. He's, He's also single? like... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, did they say what happened to the mom? They didn't say what happened oh, to the mom. Oh, it's just him and a child. It's his, him and a child. His teenage daughter, Sydney. And she's the one from Star A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, I yes. like her. Um, yeah, they didn't say what happened to her? No, I don't think so. Yeah, so I don't know he's if she's... a single dad. Yeah. Sexy. So we don't know why, but yeah, he's a single dad. Um, it's clear she's dealing with PTSD, obviously. This is only two weeks ago, so it's still pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, trying to encourage her to go outside more. And she makes it to the mailbox, but then there's a guy running past her in a hood, and she freaks out and, and runs back inside. It's pretty mm-hmm. sad. And, like, you know, we're watching a thriller, so even we're like, oh, no, yeah. okay, it's just guy? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Emily comes over, and when she comes into the room, one of the two of them says, nice to see you, sis. And Kimmy goes, oh, look at that exposition. Yeah. <laughs> so that happens, and they're talking about... You know, how freaked out she is, and her sister is also encouraging her to leave the house. And then at one point, she mentions the abuse, and her sister goes, he hit you? And I'm just like, where have you been? Do you guys not speak? Like, did you not see him punch your window? I don't, I don't really understand where yeah. the disconnection is That's here. Weird. Well, I seems do. Like- I, I understand. It, it, it seems like ever since... Uh, Cecilia has been with this guy. She hasn't really been in contact with anybody else. No, that I all understand. But if someone punches through a window, <laughs> there's obviously some violence attached. And to that. like, yeah. if yeah. your sister's afraid to leave the house, yeah, she was. Yes, you mm-hmm. can assume that. I know. Just maybe ask it in a less pointed way yeah. too. So Emily is kind of fighting with Cecilia about what the big deal is because she doesn't really know the extent of what's going on, and she says, well, you don't need to be scared anymore because he's dead. And she says, Emily says what? that or Cecilia says that? Emily says that to Cecilia. Mm-hmm. Okay, Emily's a says, bad sister. <laughs> well, she says, what do you mean? And she shows her the newest headline on the newspaper. It says that Adrian has killed himself. And I think he's kind of a big deal. I mean, he's yeah. like a rich inventor guy. He's an optics scientist. That's what it is? Elon mm-hmm. Musk. Got it. Pretty much. <laughs> Um, they finally get Cecilia to, like, sit down, and they are like, please tell us what he did to you. She doesn't go into super detail, but she says, yeah, he was violent physically, among other things. He's, like, a master manipulator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that he slowly gained, like, more control over her over time in little ways, like, starting out with what kind of clothes she wore, then to how often she could leave the house, and finally to what she was even allowed to be thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Like she said, um, this might happen later, but basically she said that one time she was literally planning out how she's going to leave him while they were in the same room together, and he goes, you can never leave me. Ew. She's like, he knew that without me saying anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So now that Adrian's dead, Cecilia feels like there's a new lease on life, and she can, like, leave the house. She's not as afraid anymore. She even goes to the mailbox like she was supposed to earlier and gets the mail, and she says, I did it. Mm-hmm. You know, Aww. things are looking up. Then they're called to a law office because Cecilia got a letter that claims she is a, recipi- a recipient of Adrian's will. Okay. So she has to go. She goes to the office and it's actually his brother Tom that we meet who's in charge of his estate and is saying, you know, you get $5 million as I think they said in the trailer. Yeah. There's a lot of money, obviously, and it's like, 
hmm, what's the reasoning behind giving that to somebody who you're not with anymore? That kind of thing. Basically, he says, there you go. And obviously, we don't know what's happening yet, but we can presume that part of the reason that he put her in the quote will with whatever the situation is, is because now he knows where she is. If he is truly invisible or a ghost or something, you know, as we are going into this movie thinking, she has to come into the lot because he doesn't know that she's staying with a friend. Oh, okay. That's why you she can't saying? leave the house because she's afraid he's going to see her and, and find, find her. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's like she had to go somewhere. So if he is invisible or a ghost or whatever. Yeah. Now or he alive. knows. Yeah. He can, <laughs> he can follow her. What's yeah. pretty funny is like during the scene, he actually is like, uh, she says something like, we wouldn't be here if there was any chance of him being here as well. And he goes, well, he is here. He's right there. And they point over there. They're obviously spooked. And there's an urn of his ashes on the mantle. Uh, mm-hmm. Open that up. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember thinking that. I was like, what? I was like, shit, this movie is <laughs> happening really fast. Yeah. Also, just like, choose your words more carefully. <laughs> I think his urn would beg to differ. Later that day... James and Sydney, which is the name of his daughter, they come home to finally find Cecilia chipper and excited and, like, doing stuff. And she bought them presents. And James comes in and she bought him a new ladder because he, like, does all this handiwork around the house. And that's pretty much the daughter's reaction is your exact reaction. She's like, cool, a ladder. I'm sorry, you have a five million dollars? <laughs> How much was this ladder? Yeah, and she's like, look, I got you a fancy ladder. And the dad seems genuinely like, that was so thoughtful. And the daughter's like, stupid ladder. <laughs> and then, I thought this part was super cute and yeah. charming. Cecilia goes, oh, well, I just thought that you could use it too, Sydney, to get things, like, that you can't reach. Like, oh, what's that? Oh my, oh my god, like, who put that letter up on top of the, of the bookshelf? And she's like, what? And it's just really cute. Sydney's That's like, nice. what is that? She's like, I don't know. I don't know who put it there. She you says, better go get it. You, you know, you'd probably need something to get it from high up, like a, a ladder. <laughs> you could use a ladder. Yeah. And she's like, ah, very funny. Yeah. Um, she lets Sydney climb the ladder to get the letter, and it is a huge check for her. And she says that I'm going to use the money that I've received to open up a bank account for you, and you're going to get a huge sum of money every month for like three years or something like that. I don't remember the exact mm-hmm. numbers, but essentially it's going to pay for all of her college tuition. And I think she's going to fashion school? She wants to go to fashion Cute. school. Yeah. Some really esteemed, very expensive fashion school that they were talking about earlier in the movie about how she can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cecilia is cleaning up her room. Oh, no. And she <laughs> feels like something is watching her. She kind of looks around. She senses like a presence, but there's nothing there, obviously. Mm-hmm. She goes out on the front porch. It's very cold where they are. <laughs> and she's looking around trying to figure out what spooked her. And um, as she breathes, like, the, the steam comes out. She's looking around and the carbon dioxide is coming out of her mouth in clouds, right? I don't know how to say this the right way. Just like when you breathe like a dragon. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like breath is coming out of her mouth visibly, right? Yeah, Luke Bryan, I'm smoking. <laughs> Good impression. <laughs> this is in the trailer too, because just behind mm-hmm. her, we see nobody is there, but somebody else's breath is visible behind her. <laughs> yeah, and she doesn't see it. No, she doesn't. She just kind of decides to go back in the house. This is the first time I've been scared on the pod. <laughs> I'm like really scared. 
she decides things are okay. She's, I think, trying to talk herself down like, you're crazy, Cecilia. Everything's fine. So she goes to bed. I want to say that James isn't there that night. Like, he's working or he's out of town or something because the two girls are sleeping in the same bed. Like, it's like a cute thing for comfort. They're sleeping in the same bed. And all of a sudden, we see the comforter start to slowly get pulled (laughs) down the bed. And I'll... All the blankets are now off. They haven't noticed or awoken yet. And we start seeing flashes of light that kind of look like a camera shuddering. Right, right, right. The floating iPhone. (laughs) Yeah. And Cecilia wakes up and she's like, what the heck are these blankets doing down here? And she tries to grab them, but then they won't move. And when she turns to look, it's clear there's a foot imprint on them that is preventing her from grabbing them. So obviously she freaks out and she screams... Fun fact, when Cecilia is in bed and she wakes up, like, with a start, she looks up and she sees, like, through a sleepy haze, a hat and a trench coat on a, on a stand. Like oh, a, is that, like, the original Invisible Man? Yeah, it's, like, it's a throwback to oh. the original design of the Invisible Man. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just there to make me scared. <laughs> <laughs> it's about this time that um, some, like, a scene, like, following this, like, in the morning or something like that. Uh, her friend James kind of like leans over the counter and all he's wearing is like a wife beater and his biceps are like huge. It was like to the point where everyone in our row was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it was like extensive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're like, damn. Uh, James says, you need to get to sleep now or something like that. You have that big interview tomorrow and you're going to crush it. She has a job interview for an architect's position. We figure out that's what she used to do. Oh, she was an architect. Her. She's a little, like, nervous and skittish. You know, she hasn't been out in public for very long yet. But it seems like the interview is kind of going well. And she's very close to getting the job. Um, The workplace looks amazing. It's super modern. It's an architect's workplace. You know, obviously it's going to look really great. And she sits down with the interviewer. Um, He asks to see some of her work. And she says, sure. Uh, I'll open my portfolio. When she looks inside... All of her sketches are gone, and she has nothing to show. Mm-hmm. Cecilia is, like, overwhelmed. She's like, I'm so sorry. This I know that I put them in here. This is really embarrassing. And he's like, it's cool. Like, you know, you can send them to me. It's fine. He's trying to tell her more about the job, but she's so overwhelmed that she faints in the middle of the interview. Gosh, this poor woman. Yeah. Super embarrassing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think I said to Kayleen, I was like, that would be so embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, Kimmy, focus. <laughs> So she's now waking up in the hospital, and she's picked up by James and Sydney. They're going to run some tests on her. You know, it could have been from stress. We don't really know. And she goes back home. Oh, you have a fun fact here. Yeah, a uh, fun fact. I actually am glad that they had this in the fun facts on IMDb, because as I was watching the movie and this happened, I was like, why are they doing that? Um... Cecilia's in the hospital, and another patient is rolled out on, like, a gurney, a stretcher, and looks over at her, and this guy's whole head is bandaged. Wrapped, like the yeah, Invisible yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> except his eyes, and I was like, why is this important? It's it's another throwback. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Look at them go. When she gets home, she gets the call from the doctor telling her about her results, and they say, well, dude, of course you're going to faint when you have that much diazepam in your system. <gasps> And right around the same time, because timing of movies likes to work out really nicely, she uh, notices, because she's like walking around her room kind of flustered, she knows she didn't take that, 
She walks into the bathroom and sees a bottle of diazepam with some blood on it. Oh my gosh. On the counter. It's the same one that she dropped earlier mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cecilia forces James to take her back to the law office to see Tom. And James doesn't really know why he's being taken here. She, it's like It looks like she just asked him to go with her. And she says, I'm here because I want you to tell him to stop. And Tom's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I know that Adrian isn't dead. He's been playing tricks on me. Whatever you need to do, tell him to stop. And she looks a little messed up already. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. she's, she's obviously super stressed out. Tom actually starts to get really emotional, and he his like lip is quivering. It's like actually like a really emotional moment. I thought I was, liked Tom. Yeah, he says, even though I'm in charge of my brother's assets, um, I didn't have a good relationship with him. Obviously, mm. um, I was always in his shadow, and he wasn't kind to me. And when I found out that he killed himself, I I hate to admit, but I was actually relieved. You know. And he said he would manipulate and control him as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then he shows Cecilia and James the crime scene photos of Adrian dead in his own home. It's very obvious and visible in the picture that he cut his own wrists in the shower. Okay. And Tom says, uh, I was there. I saw the body myself. Cecilia then is still frustrated because she, she there's too much evidence as to why he's there. And she decides she's going to go try her sister because it's your sister. But that didn't work so well last time, so maybe it's not going to work so well this time. <laughs> so she goes to her sister's place, and her sister is already so angry when she opens the door. And Cecilia is trying to figure out exactly what's wrong, and she goes, why would you even come over here if you really feel like that? Like, why would you say all that stuff and then come over here? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And we find out that, quote, Cecilia sent Emily, the sister, an email that was super long, like an essay, on why she's the worst, why she hates her, she wishes she was dead, and, like, never wants to see her again. All this horrible stuff. And she basically, like, shuts the door on her and is like, I hate you. But, of course, Cecilia's smart and knows it must have been from my invisible or dead, whatever. And she goes and she does find in her sent messages the giant essay on how she's horrible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is a slimy little man. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Sydney's there with Cecilia. She's trying to cheer her up, and just as they're about, like, she even says, like, maybe we should tell Dad to leave for the night, and we can have a girls' night, and we can have some ice cream and popcorn. I'm so sorry. Oh. It's okay. And we can watch a movie and have, like, a girls' night. It's really cute. Yeah, and, um... And she doesn't know what's wrong. She just knows that she's distraught and is yeah, traumatized. They seem, they seem, like, really supportive. Yeah. Good people. Mm-hmm. And she says, I would really love that. And as they're getting up, some unseen force kicks Sydney in the face. And wow. Sydney cries and freaks out, obviously. And Cecilia's like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And she's like, get away from me. What are you doing? James runs in and obviously sees the blood coming out of his daughter's mm-hmm. nose. Oh and gosh. she's like, get away from her, Cecilia. That's enough. You can't be around us, and they leave the house to go somewhere safer, away from Cecilia. That escalated so quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and I, like, it's kind of jarring in the theater, too, because I felt like I was in her position, mm-hmm. where the kick happens, and I was like, yes, someone else is going to know, mm-hmm. but she thinks that that's she did I, it. That's where I thought I was yeah. going. And she's not in her right mind, either. She's a little bit, 
crazed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's very possible that she could be, from Sydney's perspective, having some kind of breakdown. Jeez. Yeah. And I think the editing was done well, too, to where, mm-hmm. like, it could have... It's, yeah. it's very ambiguous. But we, I mean, we we don't see contact with foot-to-face, so we yeah. know it's not her. I wrote here, this would have been such a good answer for that question we had on, like, a movie where you're trying to convince people you're not I crazy. Thought, and I was like, oh, right? you, you went a little too soon with that question, <laughs> Yeah, <Kayleen>. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cecilia is then looking around the house. She's like, you know what, I'm going to solve this shit because now no one's around to see it. Like, where are you? Where are you? This is, I think that's in the trailer, too. Yeah. She's like, where are you? Come out and play. Like, what's going on? You know, because they're alone now. And yeah. she's like, show yourself. She puts coffee grounds all over the floor. Parallel activity, that. <laughs> she goes into her room and waits there with a knife for, like, a really long time. Dang. And nothing happens. And she's kind of speaking to him because she knows that he's there. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, scary. This happens a lot in the movie. But the camera is pointed at, like, an empty doorway. And there's nothing there. Yeah. Close but, the like, door. We know that he's there. It's, like, <gasps> it's really ominous. It almost feels like you can see him there even though yeah. there's nothing there. Jeez. It's really great. Well, I, 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 do love, these... I do love how you just don't have to have a budget, really. Because it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it And it is, like... I think part of the reason she doesn't want to close doors is because somehow he's been sneaking his way through. Like, mm-hmm. what if he's already in that room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or what if he's right behind you and he sneaks in? She also, I think she wants him to show himself. Yeah. You know? Um, then she gets the bright idea to pick up the phone and dial his cell phone. And she does. And there's a buzzing noise right above her head. And she looks up at the ceiling and there's something coming from the attic. Oh, barf. Uh-huh. So she gets the ladder that she bought them. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you acting like that was foreshadowed or something? Hey! <laughs> um, and she gets, she opens, like, the attic. The ceiling? Yeah, the ceiling door. She opens the ceiling. I'm from California. We don't yeah. have attics. What? <laughs> you guys attics have attics? Attic? In your I've house? lived in multiple houses with attics. Really? <laughs> I loved the attic. Oh, gross. I didn't like going up there, but I did it was because there. It's, it wasn't an attic you could stand in. It was, like... Full of fluffy insulation. And that's I was like, That's yeah. kind of what this one looks like, actually. It's not like for standing. It's just a, like a crawl space. It might yeah. as well be the one from American Horror Story. Yeah. She goes up there, and the, she calls the phone again. It's in, like, the far part of the attic. So she has to crawl over there, and she finds a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. She finds so paranormal activity. A, a big <laughs> kitchen knife that fell off the counter earlier in the film. Okay. She finds all of her sketches from her portfolio, and she finds the phone, obviously. A photo of herself as a little girl from the house that she lived in that burned down. No. <laughs> <laughs> from paranormal activity. <laughs> she opens the phone, and there's all those photos of her asleep that were taken. <laughs> Guys, I don't want to hear this movie anymore. <laughs> you want to go? Yeah. I'm so upset. <laughs> so this part, get ready. I don't know if I am. She sees that. She now obviously stakes are high. We're like, oh, the stakes. Yeah. There they are. And stakes, is that you in the attic? <laughs> and she's like, you know, turns around and realizes like, you know, and we're like, dude, he's going to take the ladder or like he's going to close the door. Like something bad is or he's going to be up there. You can't see him. So she's trying to make her way out. And she kind of very slowly peeks over the side. Ugh. And as an audience member, I'm like, the ladder's gonna be gone, obviously, like obviously. Mm-hmm. But then in one split second, like so fast, we didn't have time to Does process. He her in the face. No. no, she, which we didn't really see this, but she had grabbed paint and she tosses it down, and it goes over a face that's inches away from her face. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> we and the, screamed so loud. 
It was so horrifying. And he, he falls down off of the ladder. The ladder crashes to the ground. He's gone. He's nowhere in sight. Even the paint is gone? Well, well there's the like paint's on the ground prints. and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what technology could accomplish this. <laughs> um, that was so horrifying. It was super scary. I think like, even like a screechy noise happens. Like, yeah. And I'm even like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, Cecilia lets herself down from the attic. Why? Stay there forever. <laughs> um, she, she wants to be on the offensive. Mm. He's on the defense right now for the first time, Courtney. Walks around and follows the paint dribbles all around until she gets to there's no more. And she hears something in the kitchen. The water of the faucet is on and she looks and there's a bunch of washed off paint in the sink. (laughs) And then he attacks her. Okay. And he throws her over the table. You can't see it happening. You can't see him, but... You just see herself, like, launching herself. You see yeah. something's on top of her and throttling her. He throws her over the table. He Something pulling her hair across. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do they do this? I like, do like that the choice is to have him be invisible rather than, like, a, a filmy or glossy, like, shadowy type oh, thing. Oh, yeah. There's nothing I, there. I thought, that's cool. I thought yeah. they would do that. No, there's no... I kind of, like, want to see, like, behind-the-scenes footage of this yeah. scene. Like, is he wearing a green screen suit? Mm. Like, is that how they did it? Because there's, like, extensive one-shot fight choreography happening. Yeah. Okay. And because some of it, it's very, like, you watch it and you're like, oh, well, I could do that myself. Like, not to say it's easy, but you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. I can do that myself. But there's some parts where she's getting physically dragged. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have to, something has to be dragging yeah. her. It looks like he's physically there. It's mm-hmm. super crazy. I bet you could do that if you have, like, the camera tracking it one way and you just film it blank and then you put him in there with the green. Probably. Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, would like yeah. to watch that. I guess I'm, like, discrediting a lot of, like, special effects abilities that we have now. Well, I mean, also, <laughs> there's just no limit to what Scientology can accomplish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she probably just called in a favor from T. Cruz, you know what I'm saying? Stop! Yeah, I, LRH was there in spirit. He did all of it himself. <laughs> oh, my God. They're listening, guys. I mean, honestly. Hi. She finally, like, I think she breaks a bunch of plates on him or something like that, and she gets free from him and escapes the house, and she calls a lift, and the lift is there immediately. Like, that's great service. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, call a lift the next time, not Emily. (laughs) She says, go, drive, drive, keep driving, go. I want an explanation first, young lady. (laughs) (laughs) The lift driver says that. And they drive off into the distance. Are they going to his house? Okay, well, we'll just leave it there. All right. It's the halfway point. They're going to his house. <laughs> That's where the technology is. She's going to go, and she's going to flip the kill switch. Technology ends. Doesn't work anymore. <laughs> End of film. She walks into the house. The first thing she sees is a giant button that says off. <laughs> Okay, she's either going to the house um, to to find the secrets of, of what he's doing. Um, oh, and when she does, the cops come because she was breaking and entering. Ooh. They take her back to the cop place, and they're like... The cop place. The police station. <laughs> I like the cop place. You know what I meant. <laughs> place where they all hang out. Um, the bar? Okay. Yeah. They go back to the police station, and they're like, why were you breaking into your ex-lover's home? And she was like, because... The nanobots! They, <laughs> they made him invisible and he attacked me and I threw paint on him and she's just a rambling. Yeah. James is like, I'll take it from here. 
And so he comes in to interview her, and she's like, I'm not insane. She has, like, a really dramatic moment. And she's like, you know, I love you and Sydney. I would never hurt her. And he's like, you hurt my kid. I don't know. And she's like, I didn't do it. And she whispers that. And <laughs> I'm just going to act out the movie for you now. No, please. And then from behind him, we hear, oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and then before, before he knows it, is that uh, what Luke sounds like? <laughs> James's face is like throttled into the, like the interrogation table over and over again until he's a bloody face of a man. And then other backup like rushes in and like, what did you do? And she's like, I'm just Elizabeth Moss. I didn't do anything. And they see that she has killed a man. Mm. And then she's like, had to watch him die before her very eyes. That's horrible. She has to explain that to Sydney somehow. She can't. More cops come in there and they're like trying to apprehend her and like wrestle her to the ground and everything. But then. Then Adrian does kick some ass, and he, like, he he attacks all the cops and all that stuff. I think she's gonna go and maybe hole up with, oh, this is risky, (laughs) Tom. She's gonna ask Tom to help her out, because Tom feels like he's been under his thumb this whole time as well, and maybe the two of them are going to be like, we're in this together now, we have to stop him. (laughs) (laughs) We have to, um... We have, to, uh, <laughs> we have to end this movie somehow, and um, to do that, I, I do recall, like, from the trailer, she, like, you know, was it in, like, a shower or something? She, like, gets him into that, or she gets him somewhere where it's, like, we can see the outline of him, and then she just, like, goes ham on him. She, like, stabs him in the face. Oh, I guess, fun fact, this is upsetting, it. The handprint thing from the trailer is not in the movie. Neither was the scene. Neither seat. is the part where she says there's someone sitting in the chair. That is so cheap. Yeah. Ugh. I was really... Because you can't explain that one away. Yeah. That one I was really looking forward to. So I wonder where on the cutting room floor that is. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Lame. Maybe it's just in James's house and then James like goes and sits in the chair and it ends that quickly. And he's like, it's a memory foam. It holds the imprint of my rat. butt. <laughs> and Sydney's yeah. like, y'all are weird, and then leaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I know. That was the part I was, like, waiting for, and then the movie yeah. ended. Yeah. And I went, hey. <laughs> I feel like with my halfway point predictions, I just never know how to end it. I feel like I'm on the right track with a lot of other things. Yeah. But I do feel like if they're going this, like, he was a tech wizard route, um, he found some technology way, some stupid technology way that, like, I can't explain it. The same way that, like, I mean, we we really let ghost movies get away with anything. Yeah. It's like, no, it was a ghost. They can do whatever they want. And, like, maybe it's about time that we have it where it's like, actually, technology's just progressed that far. Okay, ready for the rest of this? Yes, please. All <laughs> right. So Cecilia has the driver bring her to Adrian's mansion. I win. Boom. That's it. That's the end of the movie. Kill switch. <laughs> <laughs> she gets in the house. She looks around. Everything... Which I thought was pretty scary. Yes. We're dealing with, like, an invisible man situation. Everything is covered in sheets. Ew. And, like, even, like, <laughs> a statue at the end of the hall is, There's like, always covered a statue in with a sheet. Yeah. And I was like, anything could be him right it now. It could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could literally be another invisible person. Yeah. Yeah. She looks around. She goes to his work area in the bottom level of the house. The lab. The laboratory. Uh, Cecilia looks at all of the junk and stuff like that. I'm so sorry, this joke is so stupid, but I just thought, Cece, get out of my laboratory! (laughs) (laughs) Cece, get out of my laboratory! Isn't her Dee Dee? Yeah, Yeah, but Cece. 
this big tank that she saw from the beginning of the film. There's all these camera things pointing in, in one direction at it, and there's nothing there. And she looks at the, the screen, and she tr tries touching a few buttons, and suddenly all these things in the middle roll away, and a whole suit is revealed. Good for them. <laughs> it's like an optics suit. It's made up of, like, a bunch of cameras. I'm proud. Mm -hmm. so, like, oh my god, it's Mysterio technology. Oh, yeah, it yeah, looks a lot of. like that. It looks like porous, almost. Yeah. People who have that fear of a lot of holes might not like it. Erin, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. turn this episode off right now. <laughs> and it reflects their surrounding atmosphere around you so that it looks like nothing is there. I hate him. There's also <laughs> more than one of these suits. There's, like... <gasps> A bunch. Well, I, I think they like form to your body because it like took a bunch of pictures of her and then it, it, it like became. Yeah. So I think it's like her suit. So she took a bunch of pictures of her. Yeah. So like she was standing in the middle of all the cameras and then when she was pressing the buttons that Kimmy was saying. Oh, it started morphing. Yeah. It started morphing. So it's like it oh. might be form fitted for her. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Not to say someone else can't put it on, but I think... the point of the movie is to, like, have her get in the suit and then trap her in the suit. She's oh. forever. That, that would, that's what would happen if this were scary stories to tell the dark. <laughs> yeah, right? She actually takes the suit and she hides it in a part of the closet that used to be hers. It, in earlier in the movie, that's where, like, her escape bag was. Okay. And oh, she becomes the invisible woman. That's how it all ends. Oh. Um, she, she leaves it in there. I think because she senses he could be right there any minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He knows her really well. He knows where she's going. Mm-hmm. I don't and really... And you can't really call a lift when you're invisible. <laughs> yeah, so this is where, like, my theory just has to come into play, and I really wonder how he gets to the house, because... I think he, I think he takes the suit off, and he is, has a different identity, and credit cards, and a different name. So I suppose that's possible. I'm just thinking it'd be funny if he, like, waited for someone on the block to call Lyft. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, mine. <laughs> but, but why would it go to his house? No, 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 like, on, on the block that he that she left from? Like, he's there waiting for someone else to call Lyft? Yeah, but then how is he going to take that Lyft to his own home? You can take a Lyft to your house. No, I no, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. You're, you're very correct. <laughs> no, I'm very correct. <laughs> Kayleen's like, he just gets in the next car. And it's like, why would that car then go to his house, though? <laughs> that car's like Little Caesars and step on it. <laughs> and step on it? Next time I get in an Uber, I'm going to fucking say and step on it. And I'm going to say, it. follow that car and step on it. I'm going to say to Adrian's house. <sighs> Yeah, so that's a mystery of the movie, but uh, that's a, that's an interesting theory that maybe he just has another identity, or he might just have a car. Like he might just be living his life. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So as she's hiding the suit, the dog starts to bark. He goes into the hallway and is barking at something. So Cecilia sneaks over to the side of the wall at the last minute, and the dog kind of attacks. Well, the invisible man, we can't see him, and it buys her some time so she can escape the house. And she gets, that lift actually waited for her. She asked for it to wait for her. Oh, that's and, nice. And she gets back in there, and she they drive away. Cecilia calls her sister. She's basically begging her to have dinner with her. And she says, it has to be somewhere public. Oh, yeah, yeah. We need to go, you know, somewhere where I can talk to you without feeling afraid. I love you. I'm so sorry. We need to talk. 
And when they get there, the sister, I wrote, is fucking on one. Because she's, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, her her character trait is, especially right now, to be snappy at her sister because of the mean letter, email, whatever. But the waiter comes over and is like, hey, like, what can I get you guys? And the sister's like, we're not ready. I don't like her. And she's just, like, being such a bitch. And the poor waiter is being so jovial. He's like, alrighty then, be back in a jiff. Please tell me they're at, like, TGI Fridays. No, they're at a fancy, some fancy fusion restaurant. It's in the trailer. It looked like a fancy restaurant. (laughs) It's very fancy. Um, And actually, they kind of have, like, what's supposed to be, like, this it is emotional. It is, like, yeah. The, More just, from Elizabeth Moss's yeah. side. She talks about the sister's personality and how she's always been the strong one and she's tough and how she could probably beat James' ass. And she's like, yeah, that is that is how I'm like. And so it's kind of mm-hmm. trying to give some insight into like her attitude right now, but it's really over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sister's a pretty, to be honest, her acting is pretty one note the mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah. So they kind of bond and they kind of like forgive each other. Mm-hmm. And Cecilia says... I need you to believe me about the stuff that I'm about to tell you. Please. I have proof that what I'm saying about Adrian is true. I found an invisible suit in his lap. Emily is distracted by something. Over Cecilia's shoulder is a huge knife. Floating. It whips across Emily's throat, cuts her throat, and um, whips into Cecilia's hand. This all happens so fast. In like literally one second. Blood is pouring out of Emily's throat. Oh my gosh. And Cecilia's the only one holding the knife. And the person at the new my table looks over and starts screaming. And now it looks like Cecilia has killed her own sister. What a genius. Yeah, and everyone is just dramatically fleeing the restaurant, as you would if you see that. Cops come, they push her to the ground, they handcuff her and arrest her, and they take her to a mental hospital. So Cecilia is now incarcerated. Uh, The doctors do tests on her because, you know, just regular intake of a patient. And they say, is this room comfortable for you? She says, yes. She's like, they're like, nothing in this room is upsetting to you? And she says, no. And they said, did you know that you are pregnant? And she turns around and she says... No, that's impossible. So Cecilia has a meeting with Tom in the hospital. Tom says, because of the rules of the will, you are now a convicted felon. You've committed a crime and you're also unfit to maintain these finances. He says, "Uh, I know that you set it up as a bank account for Sydney. I'm really sorry to tell you that you're not going to be able to do that anymore because you don't have access to the funds anymore. He says that you're going to lose the fortune and you're going to be admitted permanently to this institution unless you agree to have the baby. Basically, right now he's saying, I know you're pregnant. Adrian knows you're pregnant. You need to agree right now to raise this baby with Adrian. Mm -hmm. So he knows his brother's alive. Mm -hmm. And he says, do you think that he's so stupid that he didn't know that you were taking birth control? He replaced your birth control when you yeah. were looking. Mm-hmm. Cecilia refuses. She throws the documents on the ground and she's like, I will not have this baby and you can't make me and I'm not through yet. I maintain my innocence. And I know that he did it. And Tom leaves, but not before Cecilia steals one of the pens from his briefcase. They put her in, back in her room. She's kind of looking at a corner in her room and she... She knows that he's there. Once the orderlies are gone, she goes over to her shower, 
pulls the pen that she stuck with the adhesive gum off of the like ceiling and she pulls the cap off and it's one of those horrible old-fashioned pens that look like a like really pointy and she turns the shower on and she holds her wrist up and she's looking around the room and she's like i'm not gonna have your kid and she fucking plunges the pen into her arm and drags it down dang it's horrible He's in there and he's fighting her and he's trying to get the weapon away from her. But she uses the pen to stab at him. Which makes the suit glitch. For the first time. For the first time. And he's slightly visible and glitchy and you can see the camera orbs and now you can't see him. But the orderlies realize something is happening in there and they open the door to get her out. And she kind of like, and they get beaten down. And she escapes the room to run after him. Now there's this, the whole sequence, which you mentioned part of it from the trailer, where basically as more and more violence ensues, more and more orderlies and security guards and workers come out to try to help the commotion. Because obviously everyone's going to assume if there's commotion, it's a patient's fault. So they're coming out and they see her in the hallway, but then they see like all these other bodies on the ground. Not to say dead, but like injured bodies. It's yeah. like the security guard from her room and the first one to see her, but then he gets punched by the invisible man. And he'll kind of glitch out sometimes, so the security guards definitely know there's another force or being there. Yeah. But by the time that they realize that person's like down for the count and then it's like on to the next person. Mm-hmm. And this is the scene you see where he makes a security guard shoot his own kneecap out. Yeah. Pretty horrible. Mm-hmm. Some of them do get killed. Uh, some do get killed. Yeah, but okay. not all of them. Um, but basically, it's clear Elizabeth isn't doing it. She's no. like, right behind you. He's behind you. Yeah. Right before it's too late. Yeah. yeah. And she runs out. She like does make it out because the invisible man kind of cleared the path for her. Uh, as far as security guards go. And she now has a gun from one of the cops on the ground. And she's chasing him out, and it's pouring rain outside. Which is pretty cool for a movie where there's an invisible guy. So we're we're outside, and she's looking around for him. It's very difficult. It lasts a long time. Then, of course, again, more orderlies are finally making their way outside to try yeah. to participate in this. Finally, they do interact. He, like, kind of gets her in a chokehold. And they're having a conversation where he's kind of saying the same thing his brother said, which is like, you need to be with me and you need to have this kid with me. No, I'm not going to kill you, but I can kill people you love. Yeah. And then he takes off. Cecilia gets in a car. I think she takes somebody's car. I think so too. (laughs) Um, Good. Stop calling lifts. (laughs) Oh, I know what it is. It's when there's like a fight that ensues. Some guy gets in a car crash that was caused by the invisible man and he gets out and he's stumbling and then... Elizabeth Moss, like, steals his car. like, car. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's calling James and saying, you have to get back to your house now, because he's at work. Sydney's in trouble. He's going to get Sydney. You have to leave me. He's going to kill her. We get back to James and Sydney's house. Sydney is asleep in her bed, and something comes into the house and pulls the sheets back, and Sydney is awakened, and she... Reaches into her bag and pulls out this pepper spray that was kind of a joke earlier in the movie. And she sees kind of something move and she sprays it in the general vicinity. And something, you know, because she doesn't know what it is, bumps into all of her stuff and she screams because that's fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And she runs out, but it gets her and it's kind of trying to like get on top of her and choke her. Yeah. And uh, James gets home. Adrian, the invisible man goes ham on James and is, like, bashing his face in on the ground, punch after punch. I thought for a minute he was dead. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's just, it's pretty bad. 
Um, finally, and, and Sydney's like screaming in horror, yeah, she's crying. Like, Very scary. Um, finally, Cecilia arrives and she has a gun from one of the guards and she shoots him dead. They pull the mask off of him. It was Tom the whole time. What a dick. <laughs> you guys tricked me. You said, yeah, I like Tom. We're not done, Courtney. This happens and it's revealed that it's Tom, like we said. Jeez. Which is kind of confusing for us. Next thing we notice after Tom is shot dead and they're like, whoa, plot twist, is we see Adrian found tied up in his basement of his house. And a SWAT team arrives and they rescue him. They have to like break down a wall to get to him. And now they're at the police place. <laughs> and it's James and Cecilia. And he's like, don't you feel better? It was Tom the whole time. Adrian's not a monster. And Cecilia is like, you're still Adrian, though. Like, yeah, I still, I still don't like you. You still abused me. And still, right. what were those weird photos of you with your wrists cut? And also, mm-hmm. there were two suits, so you both are bad. Mm-hmm. So Cecilia is like, mm, no, it's not him. And me, Kayleen, in the theater is like, mm, I don't buy that. <laughs> and she goes, it may not have been him that I killed, but he did everything else. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure of it. James yeah. is kind of like, I don't care. Like if we. If we say that this is how it happened, you're free, you know? Okay. Yeah, because now we have proof as to, like, why Tom did it, so you are no longer considered insane. You can leave. Mm-hmm. This is when Kimmy in the theater goes, man, she needs a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> she just really looked like she needed one, like, real bad. Like, at the end of Ready or Not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Cecilia gets a call from Adrian, and he's on the phone, and he's like, I'm so glad you picked up. I really need to talk to you. Can you please come meet me? Mm-hmm. No. End the movie. <laughs> Say that into the phone. The movie's over. <laughs> she she agrees to meet with him for dinner. And she dresses up and she looks great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she gets into the house and sees that everything is back to the way that it was. Really fresh. Really modern. He's just a stylish dude. <laughs> Can you imagine if like... Everything was normal and there weren't any sheets anywhere except he was sitting at the head of the table with a sheet on. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I um, thought, are they not in public? They're at, no, his, they're house. at his house. <sighs> She's there to kill him. <laughs> he sits down with her and basically says all this shit my ex-boyfriend used to say to me. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Just like all of this manipulative shit like, I'm only like vulnerable around you. Do you know how lucky you are to get Ugh. to see that? Like, I but need I'm not you. built for a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I need you. I would burn everything I own just to be with you. She's sitting there and she's like, I will have this baby with you. I want to have a relationship with you. Hysterical. But, Kill him. <laughs> but in order to do that, I need our relationship to start with honesty. And I need this child's life to be a life of honesty. I need you to admit that it was you all along. That did everything and not Tom. And he says, no, Tom controlled me. I'm, I am being honest. I am telling the truth. And at this point, because we were watching this movie to the listeners, we were watching this with like, uh, like six of us or something. And Dakota. I wasn't invited. (laughs) (laughs) And it was for the pod. Dakota, my boyfriend, his dad was there, and it just, I don't know, there's something about, like, a, an older man doing this that made it so much funnier, when he was like, Tom controlled me. Dakota's dad goes, like, so loud. <laughs> He's I like, literally okay. Just <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And she says, okay, I believe you. You're right. She cries a little bit. And then she says, I need to go clean myself up. And he goes, okay, you do that. He's very happy. She excuses herself to the bathroom. She's obviously having a time in there. And like, me as a viewer, I was a little bit like, uh, now that he's not in your sights, like, what if he's invisible again? You know, like, you don't know what's going to happen. But now the camera's on him and he's just like enjoying his dinner while she's not there. But then all of a sudden, he's holding the knife that he's cutting the steak with to his own throat. And he very slowly <laughs> slits his own throat. What is happening? <laughs> And we see that the dining room camera is very clear in view of everything that's happening. So you see him slitting his throat on camera. And she comes out of the bathroom, maybe like 30 seconds. Oh, I get it. To okay. a minute I'm later. Stupid. I get it. I get it. I get it. I love it. <laughs> this is great. I love this part. I it's love so it. Like, oh my God. She's crying. Yeah. She's like, Calls the cops and she goes, "My husband!" Or was like, she says, "I th- he just killed himself." <laughs> she's crying. She ah. hangs up the phone. She's fine. She's like steps out of the frame of the camera a little bit and she's like totally happy. And then the cop, who we find out, like obviously she was wearing a wire because the plan originally was to get him to admit it, but yeah. he wouldn't. And so James, her cop friend, comes running in and he's like, "Oh my god, are you hurt? I heard you know scary noises." And she's like, "Oh no, um." Adrian just killed himself conveniently in the kitchen. Also, did no one... I'm sorry. No one checked up on Adrian after he already killed himself? Oh, because he was tied up in the basement. I'm sorry. I hate myself. (laughs) (laughs) So, So she's like, oh no, like, he killed himself so conveniently while I was here. And the cop is like... I thought the plan was to get him to confess. And she's like, well, it was. But, you know, then things had to be changed or whatever. And she kind of flashes the invisible suit in her bag, which I was a little bit upset by because it felt like those moments in movies where they didn't think I understood what happened. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, that's fine. But then my second question at this section is, I can only presume from the entire Tom situation, you know, with the murder at the restaurant and Tom getting shot in the invisible suit and, like, the whole reveal... They know invisible suits exist now, don't they? Yeah, right. So I kind of feel like a case could still be used against her. There were no suits left except for the one he was wearing. The one that she used is the one she hid in the closet from earlier in the film. But so you think that they think that only one exists. Mm -hmm. They must, but I mean, even still, the technology is there. Yeah, yeah. So now she just has that? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Just in her purse for, like, activities. I'm ready for the invisible woman. Is she evil? (laughs) I don't know. Well, James kind of, like... He knows what just happened. He knows that Cecilia killed Adrian, but he decides to look the other way. She says, what did you hear on the wire? And he says that he killed himself. And she says, that's right. And she struts away, dope as hell. Colors her dress. Black. Black. Thank God. (laughs) I thought I was going to be red. (laughs) Um, She takes the dog with her and leaves. There's like a long shot of her face all the way up to the top of the steps. She kind of smirks, blackout. I definitely was worried there was going to be like a, a jump scare, a jump scare at the end, <laughs> but there wasn't, and that was good. That's the end of the movie. I That's definitely the end feel of the like movie. like you know your heart is racing. I feel like my heart is currently like pumped out, waiting to like deflate back in <laughs> because. 
Yeah, I'm expecting yeah. it. I'm just expecting one of you to scream in my face right now. <laughs> so scared. It's like at the end of all the scary stories to tell in the dark when it's like, and then dump at your friend. Right? Yeah. Ooh. There's two only two fun facts. This is still a very new movie. Fun fact number one, Johnny Depp, Army Hammer, and Alexander Skarsgård were all considered for the titular role. Would have loved one of those. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like, really like two of those. I, I would love two of them. I just, however, feel like Alex is... Too oh, I was going to say two... He's, he is too old, and then I'm like, actually, maybe Elizabeth Moss is his age. But instead, I'm like, okay, Perry from Big Little Lies. Like, I've seen him play an mm. abuser before. I don't mm-hmm. need to see that again. Army Hammer I would be super down for. Yeah. I feel like Johnny Depp is always in our fun facts for, like, old movies. That seems... Honestly, he seems irrelevant to be considered oh, for this role. Oh, he is so irrelevant. Fun fact number two... The name Cecilia is derived from the Latin uh, word meaning blind. Uh, does, do you think that, uh, no, Adrian's pretty basic, probably. I'm like, <laughs> does that mean anything? It could. Um, I know that his last, I didn't put this in my fun facts, but the last name is Griffin, and that's supposed to be based on the, the original writer, man writer's writer? name okay. or something like oh, that's that. that's cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like how there's a Shirley in Haunting of Hill House? Love it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you ready to rate this? No. I am. I'm very proud of my picture. I'm pretty proud of mine, too. I'm really proud of mine. I feel like we all have the same idea. (laughs) Okay. Three, two, one. (laughs) We did. (laughs) Here's mine. Oh, redo. There it is. Oh, you had to press redo. I did mine, too. Oh, you had yours as a redo? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. I just have mine in white font. Nice. That's so cute. I, we all thought we were so slick. Our our notes app, it's like we showed a blank screen until, wow, you guys rated it way higher than me. Okay, so I gave it a 6.5. I gave it an 8.5. I gave it an 8. And I, I'm like really happy with how high your guys' ratings are because maybe it was just the way that you told it to me that made it sound lame at times. Oh, damn. Well, you you know, like, Emily sounds like the worst. <laughs> Emily is the worst. Yeah, she sounds terrible to watch. And then other times, you know, just them thinking the audience is stupid or, like, real convenient type situations. Yeah, of yeah. Like, get it? I had this in my bag the whole time. Mm-hmm. But why I'm thinking you guys must have rated it higher than me is because the acting just is that good. And I really think Elizabeth Moss can carry a movie like this genre. Mm. And, and I mean, I've seen her in this type of role before, and it's why I don't watch The Handmaid's Tale anymore. It's because it ruined my life. I yeah. love The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I can't watch that. It's awful. <laughs> so I bet it is really good, and I'm definitely going to watch this. Um, the last fun fact of the movie is that it will be available for owning and renting on digital like this week super soon (laughs) or if you're listening to this episode way in the past yeah (laughs) because of just whatever what 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 is all going on in the world right now so i will be watching it i'm super excited so yeah i feel cheap now for having rated it so low (laughs) i'm i'm I'm, i want to hear from you two who actually did see it please tell me so i rated it a little bit lower so i'll go first i gave it an eight And I would say the reason that I didn't give it a 6.5, yes, there was, like, some things to kind of pick fun at, but I think that's just, honestly, part of how I watch movies now. I just think that that's fun to be like, hey, what about this thing? But it it didn't, really none of them took away from my enjoyment of the film. Okay. And I felt very surprised by a lot of things. Like I said, that paint scene, I was shocked. That scene where her sister kills herself, I was shocked. Oh, yeah, I was too. Yeah. I feel... <laughs> it's okay. That really had me on the edge of my seat. I don't want to. I don't want to steal your rating time. I just like 
Well, like, definitely watch it for this round's wrap, and then you'll have more to say. I know, but I want to bump it now. I want to bump it up. I live with my regret. <laughs> Just know I feel remorse. It haunts me. Um, yeah, I thought Elizabeth Moss, like, stole... Well, the, saying steals the show isn't fair, because she's the protagonist, and she's in most of the movie. Yeah. Um, but also, I thought that Adrian, when we see, like... Because we really never see the abuse until the end. Mm-hmm. Like, we see him running after the car, obviously, and we see the implications of the abuse. Mm-hmm. But at the end, once he turns to creepy, it's creepy. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a part where he grabs her leg, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's to be comforting, but he's like grabbing her hard, yeah. and it's like, you just, you feel the skeeviness. Yeah. And he does such a good job in the, like, two minutes of screen time he and has to sense do that. the manipulation. Like, he's being super charming, but you can see, like, yeah. the gross, like, tentacles that he has on yeah. him. Yeah. You know? Um, so the I just imagery. thought they did a really good job, and, you know, like we had all said when we saw the trailer, we were like, this could be a fart, or maybe it'll be good, and I was really surprised with how much I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So mine's just a slightly higher rating, 8.5. Yeah, I love Elizabeth Moss. I think she's a fantastic actress, and she's, like, not afraid to get ugly and gritty and just is just a well of emotional life. I think it's amazing. Um, and from the opening of the movie, I was, like, on edge, which I, like, wasn't expecting that. I was yeah. like, all right, we'll, like, warm up to this. But, like, right from the get-go, I was, like, hooked. Yeah. Like, man, how how is she going to get out of this? <laughs> He's, you know, alienated her from everybody that she loves. How is she going to get through this? Mm-hmm. This is so crazy. Um, I think that she's badass. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I'm waiting for her for the whole movie to just come out and, like, yeah. crush it and be badass and overcome. And she does. And it's really... It's, it's so really, satisfying. Yeah, I it bet. truly is. And, yeah, I was tricked by a lot of the stuff. I was trying to figure it out the whole time and I couldn't. I felt very excited that my assumption the entire time, just, like, based on other movies that I've seen and stuff, was Mm -hmm. that it was going to be, like, the invention was molecular. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it was as simple as a suit, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's dope. Yeah. I'm super glad it wasn't the route of... Supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were saying that in the theater. We were like, that's, like, like what you said. That's really cool. We don't have to rely rely on fantastical means to explain everything. It's actually Mm science-driven and more reality-based, if you will. Yeah, and we're all willing to suspend our disbelief for something like Mysterio creating drones that surround you and project something. Mm -hmm. And then we're also willing to do it for something like The Mummy, which is the only Dark Universe movie to exist. Where it is, like, oops, I woke her up, I conjured something evil and ancient, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. here she is. And so why not have something where it's like, hey, I made a suit. Hope you like it. Yeah. (laughs) I did it with uh, technology. Yeah. What technology, you ask? I cannot say. (laughs) Optics. You wouldn't understand. (laughs) Ask my buddy Elon. Yeah. Um, So there you have it. Thank you so much, guys. I can't wait to watch it. What yeah. a blast. Let's close this episode with watch list ads and recommendations. Alrighty, so I'll go first. Um, adding to my watch list is something I've been wanting to watch for a very long time, and I'm not going to add new things to my watch list, because who knows when I'll get to see them. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so I'm adding Galaxy Quest, because I've never seen it, and I've been wanting to. Awesome. I'm, I'm bummed, because I don't think it's free anywhere, but I'll go find it. 
Do you um, want to watch that uh, Screen Junkies doc with me after? I do, but again, I have to watch the movie first. Watch it now. <laughs> and then adding to my recommendations is Memoirs of an Invisible Man, which is a movie that came out in 1992. I watched it all the time as a kid. I loved it. That title Honestly, is so long. Say it again. <laughs> memoirs of an Invisible Man. Okay. And I remember I watched it when I was so young that I didn't know the word memoirs. So I thought the movie was called Memories of an Invisible Man. Nice. (laughs) And uh, I used to watch it all the time, and I remember very little about it, but I loved it. And just now I was looking it up, and the entire cast is famous people, the two starring people being Chevy Chase and Daryl Hannah. Huh. Oh. So there you go. Okay, so for my watch list ad, I would like to rewatch Winter's Bone. Oh. I only saw it a long time ago, like, when it was popular. Yeah. And we've been just watching so much Hunger Games yeah. that I'd like to revisit it. I remember liking it, but not fully understanding the stakes of the plot. Mm. So I would like to revisit it. And just, you know, I really think that Jennifer Lawrence is a good actor. I just think that she's really miscast and often. <laughs> and that was, like, a, a huge peak of her career. Yeah. And, um... And it was, it, she was it, it's her June bug. Yeah, she was nominated. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'd, I'd really like to take a second look at it. For my recommendations, I would like to recommend Van Helsing. Because <laughs> he's very dark universe-esque. <laughs> it has all of, like, it has Dracula, it has Frankenstein, it has Jekyll oh. and Hyde, it has the wolf What? Man. Yeah, that's, like, what it's all about, you know? Oh, and I thought it only had to do with vampires. Yeah. No, no well, that's the main it. villain is the okay. vampires. Um, but it's like, it's Hugh Jackman being like some... What? Is he Van Helsing? He's Van Helsing. You're ruining what? my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he kills monsters and he gets into this big deal with Dracula and Kate Beckinsale is his sidekick. Mm. And it's, Is it, that because she's in those Lycan movies? No, it's totally different. Underworld? <laughs> yeah, that's the one different. I'm thinking of, too. No. I'm glad we have the same vague memory of this. I, I just different. don't think I had a memory of it. I was like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I remember okay. it being super good. I remember being, like, half corny and, and tropey mm. and half, like, really dark and scary. Wow. And I'm just I can't like, believe Hugh Jackman is Van Helsing. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. Yep. Super good. Cool. Okay. I hope it holds up. I haven't seen it in a long time, but... Okay, um, adding to my watch list. Is Tootsie. What? Tootsie. I know what the that is Dustin and I can't... Dustin Hoffman one with Jessica Lange. What the heck? I, I don't know what it is. I think he, he dresses up like a woman. Oh. And and I it's apparently regarded as like one of the best films and I don't <laughs> know why. It's in my 1001 movies to watch before oh. you die and suddenly it got added to Netflix and it was automatically put in the my list feature of Netflix because years and years ago when it was on Netflix, oh. I added it to my list and then never watched it. And it went, it went away for years. Yeah. It wasn't streamable. So Isn't that crazy that Netflix has a memory for that kind of thing? It does. We took this away, but here it is. It's back. Yeah. It does that to me all the time. And sometimes I'm like, but I already watched it since then. Yeah. And I think Dustin Hoffman got an Oscar nom for this. I'm pretty sure Jessica Lang got an Oscar nom for this. I don't know why it's supposed to be so good. I think it's about like... War. I don't, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see how good it is. Anyways, my recommendation for the week. I love that Kayleen was, like, invisible, and you were, like, dark universe, and I am, like, woman in danger. Because <laughs> we're just hitting all the bases we are. with this. Yeah. Uh, my recommendation for the week is the Jennifer Lopez film, Enough. And it's 
really good. It's, I want to say good for her, but I haven't watched it, so I don't know if things turn out well. It's badass. I mean, it's it's typical, like, stereotypical 90s movie. Like, Sandra Bullock could have played this role. It's J-Lo could have played this role. Mm, interesting. It's just, you, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. But um, it's a woman and her daughter who are living with an abuser, and, you know, she runs away in the night, and it's about evading him, but then also training training for the day when he comes back to get her and she's just gonna kick his ass That's and good. It's, it's super good cool and she does spoilers for <laughs> all righty join us next week when me kayleen does a solo episode on a movie none of us have seen so by then i will have seen it it's crybaby starring jay depp wow what was it that you were because <laughs> <laughs> i'm crying no that's my reaction to his name was uh what was the the thing that your autocorrect kept saying kimmy goes is that the one with johnny oh, yeah. it was like johnny darp johnny it was dorp or something <laughs> and then she goes she goes i think it was drop it was oh, johnny drop. drop she goes is that the one with johnny drop i mean drop drop <laughs> I mean, Johnny Drop. And I was I'm like, trying to say drop. Johnny Drop. <laughs> I'm going to screenshot that for me. <laughs> Next week with Johnny Drop.